Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your hosts, Sam Foote and Anna Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Office 365 focused IT security professionals. Each episode, we talk about a specific topic in the space. This week, it's episode six of season three. We're going to have a chat around Microsoft Defender for Office, a set of features to help protect and educate users around email and document phishing attempts in Office 365. Hey, Alan, uh, how's your week been so far? Hey, Sam, it's not been too bad. It's uh, been a bit busy. How about you? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, it's going pretty quick this week for me, to be totally honest with you. It always sneaks up on us, you know, and uh, another podcast episode recording. So, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's good to be back. And um, yeah, we're hurtling through season three, which is which is good, which is yeah, really positive. Yeah, we definitely got into a routine, I think now. It doesn't seem too daunting now to do these podcasts or episodes no, at least exactly we got our process down haven't we so yeah it's not it's not too bad right so um microsoft defender for office um alan's going to take the uh, lead in terms of being our subject matter expert on this one uh, because he is mr defender i'll call you that for this <laughs> for this one um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna fire some questions at alan uh try and you know, grab as much information as I can from him. Yeah. And hopefully we can um, uh, get you some nuggets from the, yeah, from, from the front line of um, actually implementing Defender for Office. So uh, without further ado, Alan, um, could you just give us a brief sort of high level overview of uh, Defender for Office? Yeah, sure. So Microsoft Defender for Office is one of the three or four um, Defender products that have been out for some time now. And um, it's as as it sounds. It's all sort of technology or security features uh, around uh, Office three six five. So this is yeah, this is focusing around you know, protecting those areas. So this kind of comes with um, enhance yeah security enhancements in Exchange, Microsoft Teams, and SharePoint OneDrive. Um, it comes with a attack simulator simulation training, which is quite an interesting one. Um, comes with some more advanced re- reporting and uh, threat uh, investigations around you know, email campaigns and things like that, as well as um, bringing in um, automated incident response into the Microsoft 365 Defender portal. Okay, so we sort of got a you know a bundle of different you know technologies that you know were all layered on top of you know because it's it's interesting that it they they call it Office right because. I'm sort of the, the first way I sort of thought about Defender for Office. It was like just sort of antivirus for Word, Excel, etc. <laughs> but actually, we're we're talking more around Office. Well, it's not it's not called Office three six five anymore, is it? So it's 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 a bit strange because it's actually you know it's it's Exchange, you know Teams, SharePoint, and OneDrive, right? Yeah, it's all around that that SaaS offering, isn't it? Because so. yeah, I suppose I suppose it, it, it's sort of representing you know um, a defender on top of the backend systems that run Office, if if that makes sense, more than you know the Office like suite itself. Yeah, true. I mean, there is some some parts of it that you know is user interacting or may yeah. may see some of it, but yeah, it is around the underlining protection before it, yeah the user's consumption kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so can you give us, you know, um, some examples of those um, enhancements to Office 365? Yep. So quite a lot of it is around email exchange. 
So this is looking at the um, as part of the the kill chain. It's the you know the initial sort of phishing side of it. So this is trying to get users' credentials and things like that. So um, one of the main ones is uh, safe attachments. So what this does is that you um, it runs in the background, like you said. So when an email comes in with an attachment, um, it will go off and uh, detonate it within a sandbox before, potentially before um, the user gets it so that you can determine whether there's any links in there or if you run it, whether it actually you know, does anything within that sandbox. So it's like a pretest, I guess. Um, and with that mode, you can specify uh, how the user or when the user gets the email. So there's different modes there. So it's like a monitoring mode. So it just goes, you know, the user gets the email as normal, but it gets detonated all the way through. And if there is a issue, then it will, in effect, you know, remove it later. Um, you've got the mode where it waits until it does the detonation. So there's a bit of a delay on that email. Um, the delay for the detonation is probably 40 seconds to maybe a couple of minutes, depending on how big or how many files and things like, you know, that are in there. Um, and then you've got the um, delayed delivery. And what that does is it sends the email body, but leaves the attachment off with a little placeholder. And it, in effect, saying you know, the, 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 the attachment's being scanned by uh, Defender for Office. And then later on, it will then update that email. So there may be a, um, that scenario kind of works with, you know, you want to see the content of an email, um, you, know, a legit, you know, a legitimate email to see, you know, that you're going to get something and then you, you receive the attachment later. So there may be some scenarios where there's you know there's key information in that email, and the attachment is the you know the secondary, I guess, and that sort of thing. Um, other parts are um, within SharePoint in OneDrive, and this is around malware, and this is kind of attached to the safe attachments, and this is where um, a user may upload or synchronize malware into SharePoint in OneDrive um, unintentionally. Or maybe you know maybe just upload it from their home machines. They 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 can do that from from you know they have access to that. Um, but what Defender for Office does, it doesn't necessarily go and remove it. Um, it goes and stops users from re-downloading it, synchronizing it, and opening it. So it's a sort of not necessarily an afterthought, but it's a protection once we've detected sort of thing. So once something gets uploaded, it gets scanned. I mean, you have things like Defender for Cloud Apps, which we could do another episode on that can do that scanning as well, but this is actually stopping that file there and then. And it, you know, that's within sort of probably a few seconds, maybe up to a minute as it, as it scans it. Um, so that's those two. Um, you have anti-phishing. Now, you know, uh, Exchange Online Protection, and that does do, you know, um, uh, anti-spam and anti-malware kind of things, but um, Defender for Office brings in this anti-phishing. And what that does is it's more of a user um, user interface change in that, say, um, Sam, that I you know, email you from our, our work accounts and then all of a sudden I email you from my personal account to, to your work account. You know, my, the name is the same, you know, still Alan Armstrong to, you know, Sam Foot. Um, but in, in a first instance, you may not check that email address because it looks, you know, identical, you know, the name's the same, you know, maybe even LinkedIn hooks up to it or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, 
and you may actually you know that might be that that point where you know the the ceo is asked you know is asked um the financing team hey can you wire me some some money because i need to you know got this thing i need to pay for it sort of thing and that's where you might not see that well what this anti-phishing does it brings up prompts to say this user doesn't really email you from this account is are you sure it's them and i think that's really good because it might be legitimate you know i might email in you know from my personal maybe to to work occasionally um but at least it gives you that sort of visual indication that you maybe do need to check it um and then one of the last bits is safe links so this is um when an email comes in when a team uh teams uh message on chat or the channel um, is there or within a document if there's any links um, they go through um, in effect a proxy where they get checked so when you click on a link it goes to the the safe links url um, at that point um, one it gets scanned as it comes in anyway by defender for office but secondly you can click on that link and it will go and check there and then because sometimes um, malicious links are activated or weaponized later on to get past you know anti-spam anti-malware kind of things so this doesn't in you know at the time check make sure that the website doesn't have any malware or does you know does some of the checks that microsoft um does if it's okay it lets you through if it doesn't it blocks you there and then and i think it's really powerful because you don't have to it reduces that risk of them of the user clicking on something and putting their credentials in and you know and then and those credentials being harvested so uh, effectively with say um so what what we're doing is we're like with, with all all of these you know items that you've just been through we're sort of uh scanning and analyzing emails that are coming in and their attachments and i think you mentioned you know when it's doing that scanning of the attachments you can actually see like the body of the email right so you you don't fully block the user's experience they still you know um uh, gain access to whatever's in the body of the email but the attachments will then be scanned you know um and and mo- i assume most of the time those are, s- are finished scanning before somebody's even realized they've received the email i assume right um and then you've then got so that's like you know in the early life cycle of the email like as it's actually received we're doing that initial you know hit of does this look like spam you know this is this this goes I suppose this is a level on top of just, you know, anti-spam, you know, yeah. um, uh, checking. So we're analyzing that email as it hits the inbox um, to make sure that we're happy with it. But then, you know, SafeLinks is then doing, you know, the like the proactive protection further on down the life cycle of that email. You know, like let's say somebody receives that email at nine o'clock at night. And like you say, um, the, the link where the link that's maybe in that email is a quotes safe link at that point. And then like, yeah, um, 12 hours later, 24 hours later, whatever it is, it switches over to a, a malicious URL or something like that. Safe links is doing that scanning, you know, basically, you know, forever, uh, into the future, right. For the, for the life of that email. So that's, that's not just giving you sort of one time protection. It's giving you like real time protection, uh, f- forever isn't it for for that email yeah absolutely and it also protects against um 
like legitimate organizations maybe maybe if you work with a partner and they've been compromised you you may trust them completely and their link may go to their website which was at the time of sending that email legitimate yes and yeah. they've been compromised and now they're not this kind of protects what uh, tries to protect against some of that that's because it's not going to catch i think we need to be fair that it's not going to catch everything it's there to try and hit as much as it can because again like we said there may be nothing on the website that suggests that there's malware there this is it's as much as what microsoft can scan of that link and what files and what i believe it does as well is that when you have a link to a OneDrive file, it will go and scan the file as well. Okay. So it's not just, you know, Microsoft's, you know, OneDrive, OneDrive business, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's Microsoft, it's trusted. Okay, I believe, you know, let's just let it all through. I believe that it also goes off and checks the files so that it's, it's it can't be like hidden that way. Yeah. Because that is yeah, one, exactly. you know, that's yeah. one B in it, look, you know, I trust this link because it's you know coming from OneDrive.Microsoft.com. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah, because I suppose that is how we see the majority of you know incidents, you know, beginning like you know um, phishing and spear, you know, spear phishing and and things like that. That those e- email is an entry point for a lot of people into an organization, right? You know, and it is a. It's like a it's like a public address that you can send anything you want to it, right? So having those you know extra layers of protection is, yeah, vitally important. You can see the value there, you know, uh, for sure. Um, I've heard about attack simulation training. Um, so you know, how does that work? Um, it kind of sounds a bit, uh, kind of sounds a bit, <laughs> um, it kind of sounds a bit horrible to be totally honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I thought about it being a bit, bit of fun, to be honest. But um... <laughs> well, I don't think I want to be have a simulated attack run on me. It sounds a bit daunting as a as an end user. To True. Be totally with you. True. I'm sure it's, it's got the best intentions. <laughs> so the attack simulation training um, from this um, defender office has had a few iterations, um, but the latest ones are you know are really good. So what does it do? The idea of this is that you can run phishing campaigns safe phishing campaigns um, against your internal organization so you can see how well your users are trained or are able to negotiate what an email might maybe you know, might be classed as phishing or it may look a bit odd and you can you know in effect um assess you know the risk that you might have of your users um causing your organization to be compromised now i think a lot of organizations now are doing um these phishing campaign training side of things i think it's quite a standard thing and there's loads of products out there that can do it as well um but microsoft uh, in effect brought their own in and uh the late like i said the latest version is really good so there's loads of um uh, payloads um simulation types um and they're always growing you can also gather your own whether it's actually um been pushed to you as an organization and microsoft will you know de-risk it um and excuse me remove any of the you know the malware or any of the the bad links and you can do this because you might have a uh um contact us like email address where you know maybe the the um the bad actors will send stuff to to try and catch someone out 
within that. Um, you can in effect point the um, Defender for Office at that email address and it will start sort of checking for any bad emails or any bad emails that come from to that email. It will then pull them and then you know strip them out and create some. So you've actually got some like real real live attempts against your organization sort of thing. So that's really good. Um, so the different types of attacks you can do, or simulation, I should say, is you can do a credential harvest where a uh, user gets a link. Um, if they click on it, then it gives them a uh, what looks like a, an Office uh, Microsoft Azure AD sign-in. They can type their credentials in, and if they do, they get to this page going, mm, you shouldn't have got here, <laughs> really. Um, and they get like a splash screen, like, you know, we should, you know, you need to do some training or something like that. And you can make that splash screen after that, um, you know, to a corporate page as well. So it could be branded and, you know, on your website and things like that, or maybe an internal page. Um, the other ones are uh, malware attachments, links in attachments, uh, links to malware, drive by URL, um, as well as um, OAuth consent. Uh, grants, which is one of the things we've seen recently, isn't it, Sam? That a lot of people are asking for permissions to access, you know, your three six five um, via OAuth. So um, that's that's the kind of types you can do. Um, so when you do a campaign, you can specify who the users are, when you trigger it, so you can you don't have to do it there and then. You can say, well, at nine o'clock in a week's time, I can do it, or I can run it, at, you know, in a month's time, so you forget about it. It will tell you who hasn't had a simulation attack against them or when their last one was. So it will kind of suggest people to um, target. Um, and then once you go for that campaign, it gives you, you know, it gives you the information about who clicked, you know, who clicked the URL, who put their credentials in, um, who reported it, who deleted it, who read it. So you can get that sort of idea of how your users are, you know, interacting with these uh, phishing emails. And, once you've got all that information as part of sort of the campaign or the simulation, you can specify that if someone gets caught by it or goes so far, then they can do some training. So Microsoft has a, 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 have generated some modules of training about, you know, to educate the users around what they do with emails, what to look for, and that kind of thing. Um, so that's really good. And in, I think in the recent view of it that I've seen, um, you can actually just beforehand, you can only put users on that once they've gone through the, the a simulation. But now I think you can actually target users to say, okay, now you, you can do this training. You also do that every six months kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's um, really good. I've, I've, we've, we use it internally and uh, in an organization, uh, we tested it out and we were well aware, you know, we were well aware that um, who we were targeting and things like that. And we actually made an email um, come from someone internally who was the finance officer and we sent it as him and we put on the email, there's a new HR system um, or finance system. Please log into it. And um, you know, you'll be able to see your, your pay slip and stuff. Um, I think once we sent it, I think within, oh, I think it was in with, within a minute, that person was ringing up saying, I did not send this email. We need to, you know, we need to lock it all down and, and things like that. And it was really interesting about the, response from that i mean we was a small organization where, where we did that so it was um it wasn't like thousands of users that were getting it sort of thing but it was really interesting yeah i've um i've used attack simulation um 
uh, on an organization as well. Uh, we managed to capture one full credential um, input as well, which was, um, I think it, I think it just showed, um, it just showed how convincing what what the organization was was doing is they were bringing in security awareness training and what they wanted to kind of do is get a baseline before they started to actually see you know um how how effective uh the security training was so we we, we ran attack simulation training um attack simulation um before the training and and we never publicized any results nobody ever got any feedback we didn't do uh, anything like that it was just to try and understand the maturity of the organization with literally you know with very little you know um uh training to start off with and um and uh, um what's also great is I, I believe it integrates with if people report it as well so like the metric is not just um it's not just about did they or didn't they click on it and I, i'm not sure if you, you covered this but you can also see if they reported it or not as you know actually a phishing attempt which is to be honest with you to, for me that's the kpi that you really care about because it's not only do people just go oh that's a you know oh that's a, a phishing email um it's actually you know reporting it um as well so so um so that that was really positive then then they went through their cyber awareness training and then we picked a ra really random uh time to and we we didn't uh we didn't spear fish we just did like a drive-by sort of you know uh fishing um attack I, I don't know what it was i think we we used one of the OneDrive ones like you've been shared this file um which it doesn't actually even look like the email that comes from OneDrive <laughs> to be totally It is convincing because it's got like the branding on it, but it looks terrible. It actually looks like somebody's really badly copied it, right? And not even had anything. Um, and so the first time we got one and the, and the second time we didn't get anything and we got quite a few reports as well of it. So it was definitely, you know, um, but it just, it just allows you to um, sort of validate, you know, how good your security awareness training like actually is right you know which is because people pay a lot of money to put like their whole company through security awareness training and sometimes you think is that actually worth it am i actually getting good value of, from that yeah and and the you know we can do only do so much with technology you know we have got the the human factor um and yeah you're right we don't you know it is to be used to kind of like I said, I think it's kind of to, to identify your risk to that sort of type of attack as well. So you can see where you may need to improve or actually you're doing pretty well. You know, there may be a, you know, there may be a, a specific department maybe that are less, um, less educated um, around, you know, detecting these sort of um, attacks and things like that, um, that may need not necessarily, you know, maybe it just needs a, a, some additional training or, um some you know some yeah maybe some just additional training or just some extra care with um you know stuff coming through to them yeah and that's and that's why with, with all these technologies you have a mix of technology and then you know um you know um uh, user-driven behavior right you know because you're because the technology can only go so far can't it right you know you, you talked about you know safe attachments anti-phishing safe links and all of that sort of stuff but there is bound to be times when 
you get like a zero day campaign against you and there's absolutely no way of you know um effectively blocking that with technology potentially right um because some of the attacks are very 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 sophisticated you know like i've seen ones where they send you to one note legitimate one note and then share you a link from one note from your email to get around like you know they like wow. double yeah. they double link you through one note and and things like that so some of these some of these um some of these uh, and they 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 target companies where they've like uh, breached a company and they understand the technology that you like you know like if if you b2b through one note or one drive or something like that then they'll target you know uh, company b like if they've you know if they're inside of company a they'll target company b with the technology that they're actually using to actually talk to each other so like it they can get incredibly um sophisticated so um yeah i've seen some some really horrible horror well um good tech kudos for ingenuity but bad in terms of you know um what what effects it can have on organizations and people right because at the end of the day you know when people um unfortunately um uh follow through with some of these actions you know a lot of the time they take that really personally which is what we're also here to avoid right is them not feeling you know that they've done something wrong right we're here to help protect them yeah absolutely Okay, so attack simulation uh, training. So, um, so uh, part part of part of this is um, advanced reporting and um, threat investigation. Can you can you take that uh, throughout uh, us through that, Alan? Please. Yeah, sure. So, you know, with Exchange Online protection, um, you do get some reporting. You know, it's not not there. You do see some base sort of levels, but um, this kind of goes into um, the different types of attacks so you can see um you can see things like the um whether the how it was detected you know was it um threat intelligence was it defender for office was it um you know the anti-phishing or the anti-malware or the the safe links and things like that um you can also get the reports on um malware that's been um that someone's attempted to click on as well so you can see pe- users that have attempted to click on, you know, uh, malicious ma- emails and things like that. Um, to see, you know, you can see then, you know, maybe there's some. Um, that's another way of sort of identifying your risks. You know, seeing the which users are actually, you know, clicking on real malware but being blocked by the technology. Um, some other parts are um, the uh, compromised user alert. So this is around um, detecting an internal user that maybe has been compromised and then they're sending out you know, mass emails to either people externally or internally to then you know, uh, increase their spread of the attack kind of thing. So that's, that's quite new. Um, you get this threat protection report, which in effect goes through, um, like I say, classifying um, the alerts that you're getting for the malware. So, and, and, um, phishing so it will tell you you know how many are open at this category what severity um and and other things like that um the only other the other parts are the uh the threat explorer um so this allows you to go in and see the um the different types of attacks that are happening against you but also see all the emails in a list 
So you can then select them and it will tell you a bit more information about it. So you can do a bit more hunting. It will show you, you know, it will be able to show you the links. You can sort of render the email um, without actually opening it as well. Um, and it will tell you, you know, why it got blocked and things like that. So you can kind of start looking at um, maybe some false positives as well around that. But the other part to that is that um, it will show you whether there are some um, worldwide campaigns happening within the world um, and whether they're actually targeting you, um, which is quite interesting. So you may have those those drive-bys, they just like spam everything. But you may actually be, um, might you know, there might be a target against um, a phishing campaign against um, local authority or government you know, organizations. And you can see whether you are being part of that campaign and what the type of emails are coming to you. So it will, you know, it gives you like in effect a campaign ID and it will tell you what it is. So there's a bit more detail about that sort of campaign. And um, so that's really good. But um, yeah, I think it kind of covers sort of the advanced um, reporting that there is quite a lot of information there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more around just showing you what's happening and how much you're being protected. I, I assume you know um um th- threats and, and attacks and phishing campaigns and x y and z these types of attacks must you know um scale with the amount of users that you have right you know your attack surface grows with every user that you add to your system right so m- my assumption is is if you're somebody inside an organization that is tasked with you know, um, let's say email security, right? Let's say that's in your, you know, uh, under your um, your purview. Is this why you maybe need to not just to understand about awareness or specific technologies? You also need to think more wider than, you know, um, a new type of threat has emerged. Uh, let's validate ourselves against that potential threat that's there, you know? I use like the, you know, like how the world sort of imploded when Log4j happened, right? Maybe not the same specific like thing for here, mm-hmm. but as those large scale campaigns, you know, like the sort of the sort of things that maybe C-suite hear of, right? You know, like yeah. it's hit, it's hit the register, it's hit like, you know, some sort of something else that they, they might, um, maybe not the register, but something else, you know, that they, they might read, right? And they found out about it you know so it's it's high profile enough you're also looking for some sort of you know validation that you can give about how you are protected against those specific types of threats it, um right yeah it, it's that but also it's identifying whether you are being targeted for that you know that wide way that you know very publicized campaign as well yeah so that you know if you're you know you're part of that target as well that it also shows who's being targeted as well as numbers so you're right. You might only see if you've got a you know an organization of ten thousand, only fifty people are being targeted. That's not that's not too bad at all. But what department is being targeted? You know, is it the finance team that are being targeted? So there might be a list. Then it kind of gives you that um, that intel that maybe there's a list out there that says who's in your finance team and that sort of stuff. If it's if it's widespread across multiple teams, that's maybe just a a um, you know a open source. Um, you know, intelligence sort of scenario of you know, scraping LinkedIn or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it, it's really, it's really interesting when you think about like managing, you know, because uh, we maybe sometimes think about, 
yeah, there's 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 different like threats and um, scenarios that you have to think about across the whole product suite that you're maybe managing, right? You know, like yeah. we think about, we might think about, um, you know, putting, um, you know, making sure our log sources are going into Sentinel and to, you know, and, and to really focus on in on our, you know, network perimeters and things like that. But actually you kind of forget how much, well, I do, especially because I'm not like in internal IT day to day, but the amount of time and energy that must be spent, you know, uh, tracking these 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 systems like office in general right you know it must be it, it must be a challenge yeah definitely okay um and is there any element of well if we talked about ways that we can um try to understand incidents uh, but is there any sort of inter, uh, automated incident response elements that we that we can um harness here yeah so because it is a microsoft defender for office you know a defender product um the when it you know malware comes in or a um you know fish it's probably more malware and it's still phishing as well um sort of emails come in they do go into the microsoft 365 defender portal as instants and alerts so they go through um especially with now it's all being integrated into the single portal um there is an automatic instant response sort of capability for it so that means that when an incident comes in, it automatically goes into um, investigation mode and starts, um, you know, checking, you know, checking the email, checking other users' emails and things like that, and seeing where, you know, where that's come from and whether there's any other emails similar within the organization. So Microsoft have got something called um, Zero Hour Auto Purge or ZAP. Um, in effect, what that does is once a, once a, um, an email or malware or link has been detected. Um, again, this might be, as it says, sort of zero hour, sort of um, a compromise or a zero hour you know, um, uh, issue. Um, this um, this goes through, and once it knows that now there is an, you know, there is a, um, you know, there is a malicious link or email, um, it will then go through Exchange and remove that that link, that doc, that file, that document across the you know across the organization which i think is really good because it doesn't mean it's not just as it comes in it's after the fact when it's been weaponized or once it is known about so that is really good from my view okay um, so it's not it, sorry sorry to interrupt you alan so it's not just focusing on a specific email right it's then it's then understanding that there is a threat inside of one email and then applying that to the whole of your organization after the fact to make sure that it's completely purged like from your system is that what you're saying that that's what i believe yeah that is what yeah, i okay. i i believe that it does um i don't think it's targeting specifically you know an email address i think it's looking for that you know that um hardware hash for that file or that link within all the emails okay yeah that's 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 really powerful isn't it yeah definitely and because because it's going into, um, you know, Microsoft 365 Defender, um, it's then including, it's then also checking other sources that may be enabled, like Defender for Endpoint, Defender for Cloud Apps, um, to see what is, you know, what is happening, or even Defender for Identity, actually, in that point. You know, this user is now had something is there anything else that's happening around you know the other products for this user or for this attachment you know is this 
potentially if if that uh, hardware hash has been um, identified now, is that file on any of the devices you have that are managed by Defender for Endpoint? If it is, right, we need to go off and get it because someone might save that file. You know, it's then starting to look across and that's where this, you know, when we talked about, you know, extended detector response, XDR sort of capability, this is now going to other products to, to sort of see it. And that kind of works the other way around. So if you had a zero day, you know, malware and you opened it and you opened it on a, on a device that had Defender for Endpoint, um, if it then Defender for Endpoint picked up, you know, quarantine because it, it's seen it from a user behavior perspective, realize it's new malware, gets the hardware hash, that then feeds into Defender for Office and goes, hey, this, you know, this file has been downloaded from an email. Can you go and check? Can you actually go and activate Zap to go and you know remove it everywhere else, as well as you know Defender for Endpoint being set to telling all the other endpoints to stop, you know, don't execute this because you know block on first sight kind of stuff. So it it isn't it is definitely you know that um, one product doesn't you know it's better together kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was, and I I don't mean to reiterate you know, Microsoft's marketing spiel, right? But that is a truly uh, all eggs in one basket, better together um, scenario, right? You know, completely there, you know, like, you know, un- understand a threat that, that might be part of your ecosystem and then notifying all the other adjacent products around it, you know, license dependent, obviously, right? But, you know, everything around it to then say, take whatever preventative measures that you need against this you know singular entity maybe that's a file you know in in your example right so um yeah really really powerful it's quite it's quite interesting because um i I can't take credit for this but i thought it's really good but um uh one of my connections on linkedin um posted something about um the whole you know eggs all eggs in one basket and they're saying you know you've got that scenario that you you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and then they kind of go on to say well if you carried them individually, you can't do it. You can't carry, you know, a dozen eggs in, you know, in each hand. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. So, yeah. so how do eggs come? What do they come in, Sam? They come in cartons <laughs> together. And it just like blew my mind a little bit. Like, actually, you're absolutely right. You don't just have a pile of eggs, do you, to protect them? You had, you, you can't hold them all together. They're in cartons, you know, as a, you know, as a product stack. You know, if we think about it that way. <laughs> Yeah, but play devil's advocate. If you drop the carton, <laughs> all of the eggs smash at once. Whereas I don't know. Yeah, I know. Don't ruin. I, I don't don't no. ruin. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Well, well, we're see, we're seeing that, aren't we? You know, like um, we're yeah. we're we're seeing a lot of like you know, bit of a divergence from this conversation. But we are seeing a lot of organisations previously who would have said, "I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to security. I want to spread my risk across multiple suppliers." Completely agree with that. Um, but then you have these point solutions where you. Um, have to manage and maintain ISO, uh, isolated silos of data, which then adds complexity. So it, there is a possibility for missing, you know, signals that are coming out of them. Um, and also, when it comes back to licensing, you know, we are trying to do more with less. More Microsoft um, speak for, for for today's episode. But we're trying to do more with less. So when you put the proposition like a, an E3 or an E5 proposition in, in front of a customer, it's very compelling. And instead of spending, you know, maybe 
I, I don't know, but maybe many multiples of what you would spend on that journey, you know, to get good coverage um, with with point solutions. So, so yeah, a hundred percent. And we should, yeah, I, I don't think we need to beat that drum anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, speaking of E three and E five, um, licensing for Defender for Office. Um, what? How, how do I get it? What does it cost? That sort of thing. Okay, so it's in Microsoft three six five E five. We'll go from the top down. Um, so that's the you know, the best of the best you can get at the moment. Um, you can get it in Microsoft three six five E three plus the E five security SKU. Uh, you can get it in Office three six five E five. So no, don't necessarily have to have all the other products. It's just you know if it's because it's related to office you know you can just buy it as with office e5 um and then you have microsoft event for office plan one and plan two so there are some scenarios where some of this technology isn't you can get some of it but not all of it so uh plan one kind of gives you the safe links safe attachment stuff which is you know really powerful um with a few other bits but then plan two provides all the rest you know the attack simulator and advanced reporting and, and things like that and the automatic incident response and that so yeah fairly okay, so, fairly simple sort yeah of. this one is yeah because you can buy it in you can buy it standalone can't you right yeah. so that's that's really that's that's really powerful so um yeah okay um any other points alan um that you want to to cover anything you think you've missed um, I would say we didn't really talk about how you configure it, but generally it's it's relatively simple to do. Um, there's a few, there's, you know, it, it is all sort of backend technology, like you said, Sam. It's more about the protection. There's just some things like you may want to scope, um, maybe you want to scope different types of the safe attachment um, function at the um, the user um, experience to different users, maybe like the CISO or the C-suite, maybe you don't send them the email at all until it gets scanned in case there's something in the, the thing. Or maybe you've got a finance team that need that email quick, but the attachment later sort of thing. Um, or you just you know, just don't want to send it. You just want to monitor maybe in some scenarios. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. And yeah, it's it's relatively simple to sort of start configuring and get going. Okay, that sounds great. So yeah, lots of lots of value relatively easy to license and it sounds like i mean i suppose you need to know the tooling and go through it but from a let's call it like external requirements perspective of you know rolling out it's relatively simplistic because it is like cloud back-end configuration right you know you're not got low potentially lots of dependencies that you've got there's no sensors to deploy or you know there's there's nothing to connect you know like that no, to correct, yeah. right? so so yeah so from a yeah and again you know preface that with you know you need we're not saying that you know being a defender for office expert is gonna you know happen overnight right but in terms of you know effort to effort to value ratio it's probably pretty uh, pretty good so okay that's that's great thank you ever so much for that um for that walkthrough alan um next episode um i'm going to be taking us through a walkthrough of azure stack um which is a um i would say a pretty extreme version of edge computing um so yeah uh, really exciting to um to to talk about azure stack and to give us sort of a um, high level primer on on that 
Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do consider subscribing if you'd like to listen to uh, more of this sort of content in the future. Uh, we have many other topics that we'd like to cover, and your listens and support is what will continue to fuel the podcast going forward. We also have the ability to, for you to give us some feedback. Uh, did you enjoy this episode? Did I miss something? Um, do you disagree? Um, please use the form in the in the notes for the for the episode. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Alan, again, and thanks, everybody, to for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Yes, thanks, everyone, for listening, and speak to you soon. Bye.